Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we're live. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. Uh, I apologize for the whole setup here. Um, we are transitioning to a brand new studio. So we're here. We're not drinking any beers today, but we're having fun and we are here now. So welcome in, everybody. Calvin, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Sorry for the delay. New setup new technology i'm not a computer person so i apologize <laughs> what's up to everybody in the chat yeah technology is great when it works not so great when it's not working but that's okay we got it all figured out what's up to everybody here uh what's up mike tokashi jim jeff welcome in everybody thank you guys and yes i did get a haircut sass what is up good to see you here and patrick yeah, we got a bunch to talk about today. We're going to talk about Keegan Murray winning Summer League MVP, uh, undergoing some minor wrist surgery. We're going to talk about the signing of Matthew Delavadova, the final Kings roster, the pursuit of Donovan Mitchell for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Kings signed a new partnership with uh, Fitty Scent, one of Calvin's favorites, and uh, they're trying to uh, buy the Rivercats, <laughs> I guess. And then also we'll give a shout out to uh, Bill Russell, RIP Bill Russell. We'll give our thoughts on him. Uh, but we have a ton to talk about today. So Calvin, let's dive right in here. Also want to remind everybody that is watching right now, please make sure you guys hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, we greatly appreciate it and we appreciate all your guys' support. So Calvin, let's jump right in here to Keegan Murray in the Summer League. So I want to hear your thoughts of his overall performance. Uh, we can talk about the MVP award here in a little bit in, in the wrist surgery, but uh, I'm a Kings fan. Let's talk about the good news for the Kings, and that's Keegan Murray seems like the real deal here. Well, yeah, I mean, he he did what he was supposed to do, right? Like he had a lot of pressure on him for it being Summer League, and a lot of Kings fans maybe either wanting to draft another player like Jaden Ivey or wanting them to more assets plus a guy like Keegan Murray. So he, he definitely had some sort of pressure on his shoulders um, just to go out and look the part. And that's exactly what he did. He, he stretched the floor. He showed his versatility offensively, scoring as well as defensively. Um, he led the, the Summer League in points per game. Like he checked all the boxes he he showed why he's ready to step on an nba floor today or tomorrow uh, and i think that's all that kings fans needed to see of course it's summer league right so you have to temper your expectations a little bit 
um, not get too high or not get too low. It was the same thing with Davion last year. He was summer league MVP and he got off to a slow start and people were questioning whether he was the right pick or not. So, it, you know, it, it's still to be determined what he's going to look like ultimately. But I think as a, as a fan, you have to be pleased with what you saw from him at least. Yeah, I think that was a great point you brought up in the fact of like everyone needs to, you know, temper themselves here. Just because Keegan Murray won Summer League MVP doesn't mean he is going to just be this like amazing player off the start. You mentioned Davion Mitchell did that last year. We didn't see him really turn it on until later on in the year. So uh, great to see the progress he's made so far, but it's only the start. Once he starts playing with real NBA players, we'll actually get uh, you know some thoughts here on on what he will be able to bring to the Kings this year. I just want to uh, talk about the elephant in the room here a little bit, Calvin. Everyone's talking about my hair; it's gone. Yes, <laughs> I did get a haircut, and it feels amazing. Um, I actually have had short hair my entire life. My dad was in the military. It was always a buzz cut, short hair. I decided to grow it out during the pandemic. All the barbershops were closed. Uh, you know, and it was fun while it lasted. If, if you haven't had long hair <laughs> once in your life, try it out. Um, but it definitely brings some appreciation into uh, a lot of different things, you know, and just, you know, it's the little things you don't think about. You know, for me, it's it's sleeping, not having the bun behind my head or the hair in my face, uh, being able to just, you know, rinse off right after I, I jump in the pool or, or playing basketball, you know, snorkeling the ocean, not having it in my face. It was a lot of fun and the ladies loved it. But I do have to say, Calvin, it feels great. <laughs> and you got long hair now, too. So, Calvin, let down the locks, let down the I curls. Do. At I least we have, have somebody on Royal Rebounds that has some <laughs> luscious hair, right? I'll carry the torch, yes, as you have officially passed it to me now. Um, I'm not going to let my hair down right now. I washed it, and it would probably be all over the place. But How many yeah, likes till you put your hair uh, down, Calvin? Royal Rebounds. Royal Rebounds locks. Uh, 30 likes, I'll put my hair down. <laughs> all right, you guys heard it. 30 likes, Calvin's letting the hair out. It feels good, man. It feels really good. And it's funny, you know, like I've been wearing a lot of hats recently because I love hats and I haven't been able to wear much with long hair. And uh, all my hats, I got to like readjust the snapbacks. They're like two, three snaps <laughs> further than they're supposed to be. So uh, uh, pretty crazy there. But yeah, let's get to 30 likes and let's jump right back into it. So yeah, great, great summer league for Keegan Murray. Um, but Everyone, just temper your expectations. He is a rookie. Like, he is just getting started. He hasn't officially played a game yet in the NBA. Yes, he's looking pretty good. Um, you know, you said averaging 23.3 points a game, 7.3 rebounds while shooting 40% from three-point range. All wonderful numbers. All things that Kings fans have been looking for and wanting. And we got it. And Keegan Murray is looking like the real deal. Monty is looking validated for his pick and for saying that he was the best player available at four. But at the same time, it's 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 early, right? It is very early. I think there's also another thing that you can say was a positive to take away from Keegan Murray's summer league, um, and that is that he played against some pretty good competition for summer league. He went up against the number one and the number two picks 
in this year's draft in Boncaro and Chet Holmgren, guys that he's been compared against for a long time now. And he stuck, he stacked up pretty well. He had good games in both of those, those games. So while uh, maybe the overall competition level that he's playing against isn't what it is going to be right in the NBA, he still is performing against, uh, you know, people that he's being measured against in his class and, and still playing well. So that's another good thing to take away. Right. Yeah, shout out to my guy Skip here in the chat. What is up, Skip? It's good to see you, buddy. I hope you're having a wonderful summer. Uh, Beans brings up a great point here, Calvin. He says, either Paulo or Keegan are winning Rookie of the Year. No one else will be close. What are your thoughts on Rookie of the Year? I know it's early, but I love to ask you these yeah. questions. Well, Who's yeah. winning Rookie of the Year this year? I honestly think it's going to be a tighter race than people think. Um, there are there isn't one person to me that really stands <laughs> out head and shoulders above the rest of them. I think that there are a lot of people that are going to be in consideration for this. You could probably go six or seven deep in maybe the top ten. You know, the Shaden Sharp injury, not that I was picking him to win Rookie of the Year, but he could have surprised a lot of people, I'm sure. Uh, you, you know, Jaden Ivey is probably poised to have a good year as well. Chet could easily have a pretty good statistical year in Oklahoma City with there not being too many other offensive options on that team. So it's definitely a wide open race right now, I would say. Yeah, Chet was looking pretty good also this summer. So we will uh, we will see there. But, you know, my vote goes for Keegan and Skip. Yeah, my hair is gone, man. It's it's gone, but it's OK. I'm working on growing it out every single day. It's just whether I decide to cut it again, but it feels great. And I do have to tell you guys all, I'm running so much faster right now. It's crazy. I'm shaving, saving money on shampoo. It's been absolutely wonderful. All right, let's talk here a little bit about Keegan Murray. And uh, he undergoes minor surgery to his wrist. James Hamm posted a few days ago, according to league sources, Keegan Murray underwent a minor procedure on his right wrist to clean out some loose bodies. He's expected to make a quick recovery and it will not impact his upcoming rookie season with the Kings. He's already on the court shooting with his left hand. Calvin, you know I can't shoot with my left hand. I'm absolutely trash with the left <laughs> hand. So good to see he is working on that. But what are some minor loose bodies in your wrist? That's a good question. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I would expect it to be, you know, something like little fragments of bone, you know, from a previous injury or something like that. Uh, you know, it's basically just going up and cleaning, kind of like a knee scope. You know, they'll go in and they'll clean up stuff around uh, the joint and the, the tendons and the ligaments and all that stuff. It's not major surgery, but it, it just helps to improve, you know, somebody's mobility or, or things like that. The good news is that he's, you know, still going to be on pace to start the regular season and no one seems to be too worried about it. So, yeah, you, normally when you hear that somebody's getting surgery, uh, the last thing you think is that it's minor. But uh, seems to be, you know, okay. He seems to have gotten Professional through without any have complications. Minor surgery, pretty pretty often. <laughs> true, true. So Keegan Murray back on the court, shooting with the left hand. Hopefully, he can shoot with the right hand soon. But uh, I don't mm -hmm. anticipate this having really any impact on his season this year. So good news for him. 
Next up, Matthew Della Vadova signs with the Sacramento Kings. They get their guy. We've talked about, uh, I think it was Quinn Cook. The Kings were interested. Now it's Matthew Della Vadova. He officially signs. He played last season in Australia, but he's back in the NBA. One of my favorite players when he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James, won a championship with them. But Calvin, I want to hear your thoughts. What does Matthew bring to Sacramento? Well, we were talking about this earlier in the chat while we were trying to get the, the stream set up, um, and it's pretty simple what he brings to the team, right? He brings veteran leadership. He brings experience, playoff experience, championship experience, um, a guy that knows what it takes to win in this league, and he can you know, pass some of that on now to two young point guards who are hungry and, and ready to um, you know elevate their games and elevate this team to a contending level team so that that's i think easily what this guy is going to provide i I don't think anyone is expecting matthew delavidova to come in and play big minutes or put up big numbers for the kings he is clearly on this team as a you know a guy they can use if somebody gets into foul trouble or a a guy that's going to be there to kind of bring that that veteran leadership kind of like what we thought tristan thompson was going to do for sacramento last year right Yeah, I mean, this for me is basically uh, more depth at the point guard position and defense, right? We've been talking about defense. The Kings need guys that can play defense, that can get up in other players, frustrate people. This is exactly what Matthew Delavadova does, right? He's a pest. Uh, He's not quite a Patrick Beverly level defender but the dude definitely has effort enthusiasm like that's exactly what the kings have been looking for and i think he's going to do a great job filling in uh for dante DiVincenzo. maybe not as far as like rebounding goes but as far as like getting on the next guy getting under their skin i think he'll do a great job doing that and i'm i'm very happy to have him back uh in the league and here in sacramento I've heard a few things that maybe potentially the Kings aren't done making moves. James Ham said that maybe they have maybe a one or two moves left. Maybe this uh, bringing in of Della Vidova to the roster signifies maybe they're trading a point guard or something like that. Don't want to throw any false rumors out there, so don't at me. I'm not saying that <laughs> you know Davion Mitchell's getting traded or anything like that, and I'm not rooting for that, but... You know, they have another point guard on the roster that is capable. And let's talk about the final list of players that will attend training camp. Currently, there are 17 players on the roster. The Kings have used up both of their two-way contract spots, but they still have three more spots available for the training camp roster. So currently on the roster, we have De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Davion Mitchell, Keegan Murray, Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, Chemezi Metu, Trey Lyles, Alex Len, Terrence Davis, KZ, I always screw this one up, OK Paula, Chemezi Mon- Monarchy, I don't even know how, to, I'm so bad with names, um, Namias Ke- uh, Keita, Keon Ellis, and Matthew Delvadova. Calvin, what are your thoughts on this roster? How do you think this ranks in the Western Conference? And with three with three spots left, did the Kings make some more moves here? Um, man, that's a, that's a lot <laughs> to digest there. First of all, just addressing this roster in general, it's very obvious to me that the the Kings went out and did exactly what Monty 
said he wanted to do in this offseason. He wanted to make a you know reasonably big move in terms of acquiring uh, a player that is a starting level player or above that you know in terms of talent they went out and they did that definitely they got two guys probably that you could use as, as starting level shooting guards in monk and herder uh and they drafted keegan murray who's an upgrade i think right now uh, at the power forward position just because they haven't really had a true power forward on this team for for a couple of years now or, or a while um and then they they did exactly what Monty said he was going to do in terms of they wanted shooting. That that's literally every yep. player that they acquired in this offseason is a good shooter or floor spacer. So uh, with the exception of the two way guys and you, you know those guys were maybe some um, two way guys as well on the court uh, for their defensive ability. But they definitely are going to space the floor more. They're going to open things up for the two-man game with Fox and Sabonis. So I think those are definitely good things for the Kings to look forward to. The question for me is how good are they going to be on defense? That's where this team makes uh, an improvement or not. They were a good offensive team last year. Um, So they've got to continue to build on the defensive side. And hopefully hiring Mike Brown and putting his system in place will help with that. As far as where do they stack up in the Western Conference, that's going to be a really tough question to answer for a while. I don't think we're really going to know that until probably, you know, December or January, maybe. They've got to have get some games under their belt. And, and I go back to points that I've made in the past about a lot of other teams in the Western Conference are getting healthy and expected to be a lot better. So while the Kings upgraded their roster talent-wise, are, are they going to be able to leapfrog some of these other teams that should also be coming back stronger this season? That only time will tell. Any uh, any of these guys that you're more excited for than others? Like for me, just looking at this, you know, offseason acquisition list. Yes, I'm excited about Keegan Murray, but I think Malik Monk is the most exciting guy for me to add to this. This is a college teammate of De'Aaron Fox. Uh, We talked about last year, he was an absolute steal for the Lakers, shot incredibly well from three-point range. He's been on my radar for a long time. I'm ecstatic to have him here on the Kings, and I think De'Aaron Fox will be also. Is there a guy on this roster that really stands out that was like, that was a win I think both Herder and Monk were wins, um, just from the standpoint of you know what the Kings are trying to do offensively. Again, space the floor, improve three-point shooting across the board, um, efficiency, all that stuff. And he's a big body. Uh, you know, he's not really known as a defender, but I think he's got the potential to be a pretty solid one. It just depends on you know playing into the system that Mike Brown has and how hard he likes to work. Uh, I think that this roster is going to be very competitive in practice with each other. They're all young. They're all hungry. Um, and so it, I, I think Monk and Herter are basically a tie for me in terms of who I'm more excited about. You know, I could definitely see, depending on who they end up deciding to start, which I think it will be Kevin Herter. But Malik Monk, in, in that respect, could be a Lou Williams type of guy off the bench for them and maybe even a potential six-man-of-the-year candidate next to another guy who might be in that in that class in Davion Mitchell. So you're, there's definitely a lot to be excited about, um, but they've got to start playing games for us to really, you know, get the, the ball rolling on that excitement. Is there a guy that maybe is not on the roster anymore that you think the Kings messed up with? They should have 
held on to that player and they let him go maybe too early? No, I, I wouldn't say that. Um, y- you know, you look at the guys that aren't coming back for ne- from last year's team. Um, again, I think the people that replaced those players are all upgrades at the at their individual positions in one form or another or multiple forms. So I like what Sacramento did this offseason, um, committing to exactly how they say they're going to play. Uh, they went out and they got the players to play that way. Th- the question is now can you put it all together and be a competitive team for an entire season, not just 10 games here, 10 games there. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I do have to say I'm I'm – pretty positive about this roster De'Aaron Fox you know hopefully he's got a whole year here where he is the man at point guard and he doesn't feel like someone else is trying to take his position we have a full year of DeMontis Sabonis Davion Mitchell is is another year progressed Um, and then you add in a bunch of these other guys too so I am uh, very very high on the Sacramento Kings coming into this next season I did not bet on them like I did last season. Last season, I bet the over on games one. I did not do that this year, um, but I am very, very high. And I think this is or this roster has playoff potential. Um, Whether they reach that point or not, we will see. But I think this team does have some playoff potential. But you mentioned injuries and, and all that other stuff. There's so many things that it takes to make the playoffs right it's not just we got a bunch of good players on this team if you looked at the lakers roster at the start of last season you would have been like playoff team they missed the playoffs so uh i do like this squad i think they improved this offseason um and i am picking them to you know make it to the playoffs next season but there are other things that can potentially happen so want to throw that out there we heard some rumors this week uh, and last week that the Kings have been in pursuit of another Mitchell. This is Donovan Mitchell this time from the Utah Jazz. We saw them trade Rudy Gobert just a few weeks ago for a huge package. Calvin, are you hearing anything about the Sacramento Kings pursuing Donovan Mitchell, what it could potentially take to get a guy like that? And do the Kings actually have a shot here or Is their name just being mentioned as one of the teams interested or potentially even worse, is Utah using the Kings as leverage to get a better deal from another team? Well, and we've seen that in the past, too. (laughs) Of course, I was just going to say anytime a team's star player or one of their top two players wants to be traded or, you know, you're going into a rebuild, you're going to try to leverage the best possible um, outcome or return from that as as possible, right? Like you would be stupid not to. So, and as far as am I hearing anything about the Kings in in Jonathan Mitchell? I think you all you hear right now are rumors for any team. Um, there are obviously going to be a lot of teams that are interested in Donovan Mitchell. A lot of teams wanting him. One thing I think that it's uh, important to to kind of keep in mind is that the Kings have. When it comes to these bigger name guys wanting to be traded, whether it's Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell, the Kings have been mentioned a lot in those conversations, but they're being mentioned as kind of like the side chick, right? Like they're they're the third <laughs> team that could help two other teams the facilitate the deal. Exactly. So, um, 
that is probably my best case scenario for Sacramento, whether it, it means landing Donovan Mitchell or just being a part of the, the deal. I don't see the Kings, A, willing to give up what it would actually take to just do a, tr- a straight trade with Utah and, and or Brooklyn and get one of those two players. Um, so they're going to be probably the third team involved, which may mean that they miss out on the big fish, but they get something back, you know, useful in return, whether it's a role player or draft picks or something like that. Yeah, I saw a few potential three team deals where the Kings were absorbing salary or doing something to pick up, you know, a first round pick or, or a young talent. The only trade I really saw with the Kings actually acquiring Donovan Mitchell was a huge package. It was basically, uh, you know, Davion Mitchell, Rashawn Holmes, Harrison Barnes, multiple first round picks. Is that enough to get a guy like Donovan Mitchell? Maybe. Um, if I'm the Kings, am I willing to give Very up hard all to that? Say right now. I don't know. And yeah, like we were just talking about Rudy Gobert, the trade package was absolutely huge for this guy. Do I think that Donovan Mitchell right. is a better player than Rudy Gobert? Absolutely. So maybe that package is, is even bigger. I saw people here earlier in the chat talking about Kyrie Irving and, and uh, Kevin Durant. Maybe we're waiting for those dominoes to fall. And after those dominoes fall, we'll figure out what happens to a guy like Donovan Mitchell and, and some of these other players. So we will see. We will definitely see. Kenneth says, are the Kings still getting John Collins from the Hawks? Any thoughts there, Cal? It doesn't look very likely to me. I I mean, if I was Atlanta, um, you know, if John Collins was going to be traded, I feel like he would have been traded already. Uh, Atlanta's already made some other moves to strengthen their roster. I think they're going to try to run with their, you know, new big three now. uh, So they, so it's called with, uh, Collins, Trey Young, and DeJounte Murray. Um, so maybe John Collins does get traded before the start of the season. Uh, every day that, that passes, you get a little closer to training camp. I think it becomes less and less likely. Um, and as far as the Kings are concerned, you know, I don't see uh, any reason really for Atlanta to want to make that deal now at this point. What's Especially up, Patrick? Since What's they've up? already traded another player to the Kings and Kevin <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, you figured they would have been included maybe in the same deal, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. What's up, Patrick? What's up, Alfie? Good to see you guys. Yes, we are at 18 likes, and I just want to let you guys know we have a brand new feature here on Royal Rebounds that I'm waiting to debut, but we got to get to 20 likes. We just hit 19. We need one more like before we debut oh, this new 20. feature on the channel. See 20. You guys are absolutely going to love it. Are we at 20 likes already? All right, so let's open it up here. So So I just want to let you guys know, we've been listening to what you've been saying. And last season, I think one of the biggest comments we got was, guys, we want to be on the show. We want to be on the show. We want to have our voice heard. So guess what, guys? We got a brand new fan line. The number is right down below here. You can call that number during the show, and you can be on the show with us. You can interact Everyone will be able to hear you. You can hear us. So uh, somebody call the number right now and let's uh, let's hear from you guys. All right. So while someone's calling in there, Calvin, we might as well continue down our list here. Next up, we're talking about 50 Cent. 
Did you ever think you'd be talking about 50 Cent and the Sacramento Kings in the same sentence? Probably not, no. <laughs> I do have to say, a few years ago, I went to Kings, what was it, Kings-Lakers. And it was like the day before Thanksgiving. It was a nationally televised game. And T-Pain was doing the halftime show. He was doing bartender, all this stuff. I had a great time. It was fantastic. I'm hoping this news may equate to more similar situations like that. So it's official. 50 Cent Inc.'s a <laughs> partnership deal with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, he's basically bringing his wine and spirits company called Sire Spirits LLC to the Sacramento Kings. They will be served courtside at Kings home games. He's also partnering up, uh, I think, with a, a community outreach program, and he is also going to be curating special events at the Golden One Center throughout the regular season this year. So, hey, Calvin, maybe we'll get to see 50 Cent at a Kings game. That would be pretty cool. Wild, huh? That would be pretty cool. Wild. What's your, uh, what's your favorite 50 Cent song? And don't say Into Club. Oh, wow. I can't say Into Club? Um, <laughs> man, I got a lot of good ones. Disco Inferno is a good one. Jeez. Um, Disco Inferno is great. I, I mean, I got a lot of lot of good songs from him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a great one. Kenneth, what is live chat room on YouTube? I've never tried that before. I'll have to uh, I'll have to check it out. Does anybody want to call in on the show? We'd love to have somebody call in. We'd love to hear your beautiful voices and and any thoughts. And uh, maybe you can debate Calvin on who's the best player on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, who knows? But uh, <laughs> it's your birthday. Yeah, another great song. Also. But uh, happy to have 50 Cent. And I'm going to put this up one more time in case anybody wants to call it. Feel free. Feel free. All right. Next up in the news, the Kings ownership group is attempting to buy the Sacramento Rivercats. They are located just across the bridge, just across the river from the Kings. Apparently, this deal is... Uh, you know, might happen because the Kings and the River Cats would then be able to link up into partnership and advertising deals together. Calvin, is this uh, interesting? Not interesting? W- what do you think about this potential River Cats acquisition by Vivek? Um, I'm sure it's and it would be more interesting to me if I still lived in the Sacramento area. I have not lived there or gone to a river cats game in probably close to 20 years so to me um the i don't really follow or care much about the river cats i think it's you know good for uh the growing the the sacramento sports brand right like to have two obviously sacramento named professional teams um, being owned by the same group and being able to, like you said, do whether it's sponsorship or, or advertisement deals together, that's probably a good thing for, for the business or from that standpoint. But as a fan, um, for me personally, again, it's not really that big of a deal to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been watching the Rivercats since I was a kid. Um Maybe every once in a while I'll hear about them when like a, a player from the A's or somebody is, is brought down and they're kind of, you know, working their way back up. Just excited to have them in the area. You mentioned, right? They're just across the river from 
the King Stadium. They're in kind of they're not quite downtown, but they are downtown. Um, so power move here by Vivek, bringing in multiple teams together, and and hopefully this helps. You know what they say, like a rising tide raises all ships. So uh, maybe that can happen mm-hmm. in this situation. Um, but yeah, I'm a River Cats fan. I I guess right. <laughs> When's the last time you watched any baseball game? Oh, it's been a while, man. It's it's been a while. I, I like I like baseball in person. And you know, if if I'm watching yeah, a baseball game course. on it's TV, it's more fun to go, obviously. It's fun, but then it's like, man, I rem- I think the last game I and watched minor was league like baseball games are even more fun, probably I will say, than major league baseball games to go to. The atmosphere, you're closer. The stadium's smaller. It, yeah, I, I think they're really cool. Patrick loves the new hair look. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate it. Uh, it's your birthday. Not yet, but it's almost Keegan Murray's birthday. And you know what's interesting, Calvin? Uh, I, I think just that was the response here. to what's your favorite uh, 50 Cent song. But I know. I was just trying to use it in a transition oh, okay. here. Okay. Because um, <laughs> I want to let everybody know that my birthday is coming up. And if you want to send me a gift, you're welcome to. But uh, I was looking up here, and I didn't realize that Keegan, Bur- Keegan Murray's birthday is one day after mine. So, oh, wow, very cool. There you go. August 19th, Keegan Murray. All right, let's jump right in here to the main subject that I wanted to talk about today, and, and that's Bill Russell. And, you know, I'm a Kings fan through and through. I want to talk about the Kings all day long, every day. I'm also a basketball fan, but I'm just a huge Bill Russell fan. And I was devastated yesterday when I saw the news that Bill Russell had passed away. Really unfortunate. You know, he's been dealing with medical issues for like the past 10 years. I remember he like collapsed and was dehydrated and, and a couple different incidents, but he's officially gone, um, passed away at age 88. Uh, I want to read some of his accomplishments here, but the list is so long. I don't even know how much to read. So I'm just going to start off here. 11 time NBA champion, five time MVP award, 12 time all-star, all-star game MVP, uh, four time uh, rebounding champion, defensive first team. He's like the first uh, African-American coach in NBA history. The first to like coach and play on the same team. The first to win a championship and, coach the same team uh you know two nba championships as a coach he ended up coaching the sacramento kings back in 87 88 which is when i was born and right after the kings had moved to sacramento i think he had a brief stint uh, in the front office as general manager of the kings uh, but just an overall awesome guy i'm a huge bill russell fan And Calvin, I remember a few years ago for Christmas, you got me an autographed picture of Bill Russell. He's still on my wall here. Absolutely love it. So thank you again for that. I also have a Bill Russell autographed jersey, uh, but just one of the greats that doesn't get talked about enough. You know, we all talk about the goats and some people say, well, if championships matter, Bill Russell should be at the top of the list. And then, you know, not that I'm saying I agree with that, that he is the greatest of all time. Um, but the dude definitely broke down many barriers. And the things that people are doing today are only possible because of a wonderful person like Bill Russell. So I got to give a shout out to him. Any uh, any wonderful things you want to say about, about Bill? Well, I mean, we could all go on and on, obviously. There's only good things to say about Bill Russell. And, and 
most of them have already been said, whether it was by you or, or somebody tweeted them out. Um, yeah, you know, I'll just say I, I have always loved the game of basketball. It, it's been one of the, the only things that I've really been uh, 100% all in and focused in in my lifetime. And, uh, you know, the NBA is what it is today in large part because of guys like Bill Russell. Uh, he's the greatest champion on the court, and you can argue that he was one of the most, if not the most influential people for basketball off the court as well. Uh, his career accolades go well beyond the box score and how many rings he has. He was an incredible person and an incredible ambassador for the sport itself. So it, it's a very sad day to lose somebody like that. Uh, you know, he lived a long and wonderful life, um, and I'm happy that, uh, you know, they, as they reported, he passed away peacefully, um, and, you know, he will be missed without a doubt in the basketball community. Everyone is in mourning for sure. Yeah, definitely. I also forgot to mention Olympic gold medalist uh, 1956 at the Melbourne Olympics. Uh, also important there. Average 15.1 points per game and 22.5 rebounds per game over his career, which is absolutely incredible. I don't think we're going to see uh, a, a guy anytime soon average over 20 rebounds a game. Um, but just overall awesome, awesome person, awesome player. He really did a bunch for basketball. And, uh, you know, we're, we will definitely miss him. But uh, we're not going to forget about him. That is for sure. All right, guys, let's open it up here into Q&A. If you guys have questions, we got answers. So feel free to drop your questions here in the chat. I'm also going to throw up this number one more time. If anybody feels like calling the number, I know you guys are all afraid. No one wants to be the first person to call in on the show. I don't want people to hear that I said some stupid stuff on Royal Rebounds. <laughs> It doesn't matter, guys. I say stupid stuff You can stuff call all the in time, just to say so. hi to us, too. We just want to hear your voices. Yeah, yeah. Call the number. Call it. Call it. Barry's hair was part of the Della Vidova signing. It was. I, uh, I gave it up so we could get <laughs> Matthew. I offered it for Donovan Mitchell. I offered it for John Collins. They weren't interested, so... I end up uh, including that for uh, Matthew Delavadova. That's what got him to come over from Australia. So I'm willing to take one for the team, Calvin. What can I say? Fernando says, do you have any predictions or uh, analysts of Namias Keita's future with the Kings? What's up, Key Kings? Uh-oh, looks oh, like we are have letting our first... me go on this? Sorry. Yeah, we got our first call here, Calvin. All right. We'll come back to that then. Hello. You're calling Royal Rebounds. Hey, Calvin. Who am I Barry. speaking with? Uh, my name is Ty. I'm calling Ty, from, uh, what's up, Ty? Just wanted to say hi. What's up, man? We we can barely hear on, you man? there, but uh, what's up? How are you doing? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, much better. Yes, sir. Okay. I just want to say what's up. You guys are doing great. Um, haven't seen you guys on this channel in a while. I guess you guys have been working on your uh, other channel, or or there wasn't just much content to talk about. Yeah, you know, it, it's tricky. Uh, we've been doing this for about two years now, and, 
you know, the basketball season is so demanding, right? There's like game, 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 game. Calvin and I both work other jobs outside of this. So we put a ton of time into this channel and the summertime, you know, you have different events, right? There's like free agency, there's the draft. And then there kind of is a little bit of a lull where we can take some time off and, and relax a little bit. But we've just been moving the studio. We've been creating this new layout here. We have a bunch of cool stuff. We're going to be able to play PlayStation. Uh, you know, we're going to have you guys on the phone here. We're going to have multiple guests. Um, so we're working on a ton of cool stuff. Um, but yes, we're back. We're here. We've been working on basketball at the bar. We're also on this channel. But we plan on putting out a ton of more content here uh, coming up very soon. Uh, right on. Um, again, thank you for you know putting all your hard hard work and livelihood into this channel. We appreciate it. Uh, quick thought: What's your guys's prediction for the Kings' record, um, and how does it look like for a postseason? If there is going to be a postseason, and um, I want to say great haircut. Uh, wish you all best of luck, <laughs> and I'll take the. I'll take the answer off the air. Thanks, man. Calvin, I'll I'll let you, uh, I'll let you answer that one. Um, man, again, this is so hard to, to answer because it's not my question or a lot of my answer to this question is not necessarily about the Kings. It's about other teams. Like how good are the Clippers going to be with Kawhi and Paul George back? How good is New Orleans going to be with Zion back? How good are the Lakers going to be if they stay fully healthy? So, (laughs) you know, I think the Kings definitely, their roster is talented enough to win, uh, you know, 40, 41 games, something like that, which would be an improvement, right, over the last few years. Are they going to get to that number? That's the question. Like if I had to put a real prediction or real money on it, um, I'd say they're somewhere in the 38 to 40 win range this year. Wow, Calvin. That that makes me feel pretty good. That makes me feel really good. I, I think um, they're going to be they're going to be a very competitive team all year long and a tough out if they stay healthy down the stretch. Yeah. You know, Calvin and I, we went out to lunch today and we were kind of discussing, we were looking at the standings from last year and we were discussing, you know, a few of the teams and, you know, who's going to go up, who's going to go down. And, you know, looking at, at the roster, yes, it looks like a playoff team. But as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of other things, right? There's health, um, there's luck, there's what happens with all these other teams, there's whether trades happen. Uh, you know, you could even throw COVID in there as we saw last year. What happened to the Clippers, right? The Clippers would have been in the playoffs most likely if Paul George had not gotten COVID. So if I look at this Kings roster right now, I look at the team and I say, yeah, on paper, it looks like a playoff team. Um, do I think they're going to the Western Conference Finals? No, but I think they have the potential to make the playoffs. But there are a bunch of other things that could happen. So the Kings need a little bit of luck. They need to stay healthy. Um, maybe they make another move here or not, but I love what they're doing. And I do have to say, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is the most talented Kings roster that I've seen in the past 10 plus years. So take that for whatever you want. Yeah, I think but. I would have to agree with that. And and one other thing I'll add, um, you know, again, it's still speculation at this point. They have to put, put in the work and put it together on the court. But one of the biggest problems I've had with the Kings over the past, you know, three, four, five years is I wasn't really sure 
what they were trying to do, the, what style they were playing. They seemed to be kind of all over the map, and sometimes it would look like two different teams within the same game. They're very committed this offseason to playing a specific way, opening up the floor for, De- for uh, De'Aaron Fox and spreading it, spreading it completely wide open with shooters. So that gives me a lot of confidence to think they brought in a new head coach. He can get the system together. Hopefully he gets them to play team defense. And if all of those things click together, then we're talking about a team that could really be looking at uh, a playoff berth. Yeah, and I'm just going to look back at that Lakers squad when they first were able to bring in LeBron James. They were like, you know what? We're going to think outside the box. LeBron's been surrounded by shooters his whole career. We're going to surround him with playmakers. And that totally fell apart, right? Then the next year, they bring in a bunch of shooters. They look like a completely different team. I couldn't agree more with you, Calvin. With all these shooters, De'Aaron Fox is going to look like a different guy out there. Hopefully he can maintain that through the entire season. That's one thing that we have yet to see from him. We've seen him have hot starts. We've seen him have hot finishes. Um, But he has not played the same throughout the entire season during his NBA career. So if he can do that, if Sabonis can stay healthy, if some of these role players can do what they're supposed to do, then yes. I mean, the future is, is very bright for the Kings. Uh, Alfie says, do you see the Kings as a mini super team? Uh, Calvin, I'm going to let you take that one. <laughs> a mini super team? Um, not yet. I, I think you got to have more than one of your big three have an all-star appearance you know, in order to be considered a super team. But they could develop into one, perhaps. So you're that taking a great Lottie's approach, right? This is a, a super team, just very young. <laughs> we'll, well see maybe, what happens. Be, I mean, it depends on what you mean by super team, I guess. But yeah, they, they've they've got a ways to go. I, I would just be happy with them being a playoff team first, and we'll worry about super team later. Yes, yes, I agree. Kenneth says, why did the Kings draft Mitchell when they had Halliburton? Was trading Halliburton a mistake? This is a tough question, Kenneth, uh, because you're going to ask a bunch of different people and you're going to get a bunch of different answers. If I was in charge of the Kings, would I have traded Halliburton? No, I would not. But does that mean it's a bad move? Not necessarily. I think that Monty was very adamant that he was going to draft best player available. And he's kind of stuck to that, right? It's three years in a row that he has taken best player available. Whether you believe him this year that he really thought Keegan Murray was the best player available or not, that's what he said, and that's what he's done, is he's taken best player available. When you have a team that's been as bad as the Kings for as long as the team as the Kings have been bad, you just need to get more talent on this team. Uh, you know, you could look back at Luka Doncic. If we would have taken best player available, Luka Doncic would have been on the team, but they were taking fit. So was drafting Mitchell a mistake? No, I don't think so. I think that he's bringing in as much talent as he can, and he's seeing if I can make trades to improve the roster. I think they did improve the roster. So I'm going to say the Kings took Mitchell because he was the best available and they need to add additional talent to the team. And trading Halliburton was not a mistake because they brought in a potential all-star in DeMontis Sabonis. Calvin? Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't think trading Halliburton was a mistake either because of the, the person you got in return for him. Um, and I, I've said this 
a bunch of times, but I, I really believe that as long as Tyrese and De'Aaron Fox played on the same team, they were going to limit each other's peak ability. Um, I just didn't like the fit with those two together in the backcourt. So it, it opened up the and opportunity. And you called that out, out from out day one. Like Malik Monk. I, I did. I did. I, I didn't think that it was the right draft pick. Um, and, and I kind of felt the same way when Davion was picked. But the, the difference is Davion was not a, a day one starter. Uh, I mean, or he was not a, you know, a guy that they were going to play alongside De'Aaron Fox. At least they haven't made that decision yet. So it, it just didn't seem to fit. The puzzle pieces didn't seem to fit for me. Um, and then, of course, when you get an all-star player in return for, for trading Halliburton, like that maximizes the value of that pick, in, in my opinion. So, All right. Uh, we got another question here by Brian Thompson. Shout out to Brian. Who do you guys think will be the starting five for the Kings? Calvin, you and I were touching on this today just earlier. Uh, before you give your thoughts, I'm just going to say according to ESPN, <laughs> the Kings depth chart is De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, DeMontis Sabonis. Agree, disagree, thoughts? I agree right now. Uh, you know, I think training camp handles the answer to that question. Ultimately, um, the the starting shooting guard spot, I would say, is Kevin Herter's to lose. But Malik Monk had a great year last year, and he certainly is going to be, like you said, excited about playing with De'Aaron Fox. So if there's a lot of uh, chemistry there and he outperforms Herter in training camp and in the preseason, I wouldn't be surprised by any means to see the Kings start. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. him day one at shooting guard but if if i had to make a, a guess the most logical i think starting five is that five that you just listed any situation where you would kind of lean towards malik monk instead of kevin herter or is it size is it the size that's given him the advantage for you no, it, it's both the size and the track record. Uh, he's been, I think I saw someone in the chat, it was probably Sass, uh, said he's been one of the better 3 and D players in the entire league uh, You know, over the course of his career, and he's still very young. So he's not only does he have the size advantage on Monk, but he has the production advantage so far too. Uh, I mean, Monk had some pretty up-and-down years in the league, You know, at least his first few years, so or his first couple. Um now, if he continues to build off of the success he had in L.A. last year, he's definitely capable of being a starting level shooting guard. But I, I think the job is definitely herders to lose. Calvin, I think we're over 30 likes here. What does that mean? What does not Oh, <laughs> I was like, am I taking a shot or what's happening right now? Calvin's letting the locks, the hair down for you guys. You I know you guys need some hair in every every shot. So unfortunately, I don't <laughs> right, have it. Maybe I'll bring back a Asking wig or something. Receive. Calvin's got it at this point for sure. 
Jeff says the Kings do have a lot of clutch shooters on the team, so we don't have to watch Fox go one versus five in the final seconds left in the game. I yeah, I mean he doesn't have to do it all himself, but you know if if in a perfect world he drives to the basket, takes on two three guys, and exactly. he kicks it out. To exactly, you, Barry, you right? hit it. You hit it perfectly. <laughs> Teams are going to have a really hard time defending Sacramento in those late game or end of the shot clock, end of the, the quarter situations for that exact reason because De'Aaron Fox is such a threat to get to the basket, and if you help, you're going to leave some really good shooters wide open. Yeah, I look at it as like kind of the 08-09 Boston Celtics where you had Rajon Rondo just driving – to the hole every single time he'd be right at the rim and kick it out to everybody and they'd be making open shots uh like crazy sass has got a good comment here herder's nickname should be james ham jr like it or dislike <laughs> I know, I it when i saw that i i do like it i do like it i think if kevin herder grows the goatee out then Maybe he can wear a fedora yeah. to the game or something pregame. <laughs> he he would be James Ham Jr. perfectly. That should be his. I'm gonna Halloween text that costume. to James Ham right now. I'm gonna text that. I'm gonna <laughs> let him know you said that, Sass. That's hilarious. <laughs> Skip uh, says, and Herder has playoff experience. Monk said he has never been to the playoffs. Has he been? Did he make it once yes. with the Hornets or no? no? I don't think so. When's the last time the Hornets made the playoffs? I thought they made it one year. I could be wrong. I could, I could be wrong. But I, I thought they made it one year with Kemba Walker and got eliminated in the first round or something like that. I don't know. You guys look it up. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Kenneth says, biggest change for the Kings will be on defense. Just like you said, Calvin, how good do you think the Kings will be on D under Coach Brown? Top 15 defense, Cal? Man, that's... That would be such a huge jump for them to make. I'm happy if they're a top 20 <laughs> defense, honestly, because they have been so, so bad. Um, it, it, certainly, you're putting a lot of faith in Mike Brown, right, that he can get these guys to figure it out and, and play team defense. They have the types of individual players that should make up a good team defense. Um, but, yep. again, I, I've said this before, defense is not – there's so much more that goes into defense than just knowing where to stand on the court. It's how bad do you want to be a good defender? How bad do you want to stop that other person? Um, and, and you have to, to have that mentality all game, all season long. Uh, we know Davion has that mentality. I'd like to see it from a few of these other players, particularly yeah, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, and I just want to throw it out there that, yes, defensive rating you know, if you have a better defense, you're probably going to be a better team. But there's different types of defenses too, right? There's there's defenses that allow a lot of points, but they also get a bunch of turnovers, and then they can push the ball, and they get a lot of points in transition, stuff like that. So is that something the Kings are going to attack? Are they just going to be, uh, you know, jumping passing lanes, trying to get the turnovers, trying to push the ball up the court? Or are they going to be like a half court, lock everybody down, slow the game down, I don't think that's the way the Kings are going to go. And maybe it doesn't reflect in their overall defensive rating. But I think that their main goal this this next season is going to be getting turnovers, right? So that they can run in transition. 
uh, it'll be interesting to see how Absolutely. that translates that, as far as like what ranking that makes them, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, that is totally how they should be playing. They should be looking to get stops or or get out uh, and transition opportunities, whether it's off a make or a miss, um, because they've got a lot of good three-point shooters, right? And some yep. of the best three-point shots are transition threes, wide, wide open. Exactly, exactly. No Rashawn Holmes in the starting lineup. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I think Rashawn has has lost that position. Uh, he just he's not a good enough rebounder. The Kings need rebounding. That's been one of their biggest flaws. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of flaws in the team over the last ten plus years, but rebounding was huge. And Sabonis is an incredible rebounder. So I anticipate Sabonis to lock down that center position. I still think Rashawn could end up getting traded before the trade deadline, but uh, he's on the team right now. I like him as a person. I like him as a player. I think he'll do wonderful things off the bench, but I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure how much longer he will be with the Sacramento Kings. Any thoughts, Calvin, on that? Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I've been saying all offseason, look for Rashawn to be traded, look for Rashawn to be traded, and it hasn't happened, you know, partly because. They, they need to keep some sort of depth at the center position. I know somebody was saying they, that the Kings have a ton of centers, but in my mind, I'm, I'd be much happier to have Rashawn Holmes as my backup center as opposed to Keita right now or uh, Len. I, but I will say, um, if Rashawn comes out a little bit flat and Keita gets a little bit of opportunity, he could lose his, his playing spot on this team really fast um, because yeah. I think Keita is a guy that's on the rise. He's got a lot of ability, a lot of talent, um, you know, shot blocking ability, rebounding ability, uh, and sets great screens, which is always a good thing for a guy like De'Aaron Fox in the pick and roll. So if he gets some minutes early on in the year and he looks good, we could see Rashawn fade into, into the abyss of the bench pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, and Felipe says, Holmes always thrives when he is challenged. What if he steps up and becomes a better player than Sabonis? Felipe, I would love that. <laughs> I, I think everybody would love It'd be that. be a good problem to have, yes. Whether yes. it's possible, I'm not really sure. But everyone's rooting for Rashawn Holmes. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if, if you're a starter, if you're on the bench, if you never play, if you're on the Kings roster, I'm rooting for you to succeed and play as good as you can so uh, i always always root for them thank you skip it's good talking to you for a little bit hopefully we'll see you again soon and we'd love to have you back on the show but thank you for joining us uh greatly appreciate that trait fox ox we set up a discord but we really never use it i'm not a big fan of discord i use discord for like nft announcements and stuff like that as far as this channel goes I don't think we're going to end up using Discord. Um, we have a number now that you guys can call. But you can't call in. One more time. You can call this number if you want to call in and be on the show right now. Um, or you can hit us up via email. Just email the channel here in YouTube. We'd be happy to have you on if you want to zoom in or anything like that. Our goal is to empower every Kings fan. We want your voice to be heard. So call the number right now. Might as well, right, Kel? And you don't have <laughs> to reveal yourself. It's, it's just a phone. Yeah, it's just a phone call. It's just a phone. Your, your face will not be shown. E easy stuff. Easy stuff. 
Sass says Sabonis flirts with triple double nightly. <laughs> no way Holmes comes close. Yeah, I don't think Rashawn Holmes will ever be the passer that DeMontis Sabonis is. Um, but I guess you never know, right? You never know. You're saying there's a chance, Calvin, right? A chance that he becomes as good as Sabonis? There's, is there a chance? For me, no. There, there Point is no chance. 0.001% chance? No, not no, no. Uh, Rashawn's going to be what twenty eight this year. Um, I just don't see him making the improvements in his game necessary to to get to that level. Plus, Sabonis is younger and probably still going to get better a little bit. So he's going to have an even yep. further gap to try to make up. Rashawn Holmes will never be a Demontis Sabonis, but he can be the best Rashawn Holmes that he can be, and that's all they, we yeah, want. They, from him. they don't need him to be Demontis Sabonis. That's all all we really want from him. Do you want to talk about uh, Monarchy at all? Um, yeah, I mean, another, I think, good addition. Like, clearly Mike Brown is, is picking his guys, right? I'm, he coached him on the Nigerian national team. They now have that kind of brotherhood with the, the other players. Um, on the Sacramento Kings that played for that team. So they've got some familiarity. He is, uh, you know, a UC Davis alum, uh, was a great player there. So, like, he's he's a hometown favorite, a hometown guy. I'm not sure how many, how much playing time he's going to get this year. I, I would say there are a bunch of other wings on this team that are going to play before he does. But, it, you know, you need every player uh, on the roster in order to make a winning team. So it, there's definitely going to be ways he can help them. Sass says, who will be our best Nigerian basketball player? I'm assuming that's for this season. For this you season. You throw a name out there? Uh, I like KZ a lot. I, I don't know. Again, I think Metu will probably get the most minutes just because he's already got he's already played for this team right so he has maybe yeah. a leg up on these other two guys but i like kz's game i think he could end up being the better player i also like metu's game if he if he improves a little bit he's got some potential to be a, a really good role player but he really I'll take does, kz man. for now yeah yeah metu like i see sometimes i see flashes out of this guy where i'm just like wow Wow, this guy could be the next Pascal Siakam. Like, he's got the spin move down. He's lanky. He's athletic. Like, I love what Very he does. Athletic. And then there's other times where I'm watching him. I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? You look lost out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, he doesn't have I the mean, consistency. That's for That's, sure. yeah. And, and that's what we talk about, right? Is consistency is the main difference, right? Like, if you were to look or take a poll of every player in the NBA. I will almost guarantee you that every single player in the NBA has had 20 plus points sometime in their career. Maybe not in an NBA game, but high school, college, uh, you know, these guys can all score. They've all been the best player on their team on multiple teams. But the difference between the top guys is they can do it consistently. They can do it night in and night out. And the difference between uh, you know, a good player or an all-star and a superstar is it doesn't matter what the moment is. They do it consistently. That is exactly who they are. 
We haven't really figured out who Chemezi Metu really is. We've seen flashes. We'd see, we've seen some great play from him. But who is he going to be every single night? That is still what we need to figure out. Yep. Yeah, I, I love what Key King said here about Jeff Green. I mean, that that would be a great type of player for Metu to, to evolve into. Yeah. That'd be great. I, I love I love me some Jeff Green. I started watching him on the Thunder. Uh the trade to the Celtics, I was I was like, why? Why are you trading him? <laughs> you have such a amazing young core yeah. here in Oklahoma City. You guys can kind of grow together, you start blowing it up. It turns out it saved his life because they did a was it a yeah. a physical yeah. on him. They found out he had a heart issue. They heart were able to correct yep. that. The the dude literally could have had a heart attack on the court and died and you know now that i say that it reminds me of a friend of ours calvin which is unfortunate you know rest in peace shay unfortunately you know he died on a basketball court which is very very sad um but life is a crazy thing right and jeff green like a blessing in disguise got traded to the boston celtics um and then, yeah, I, I loved watching him on Cleveland. He's He's been productive. He never really turned into that guy that he really wanted to be and that everyone wanted him to be. But uh, if Chemezi can turn into a, a fraction of, of a Jeff Green, I, I'd be I'd be ecstatic. Yeah. All yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Let's see here. Would you rather have Jalen Brown or Ben Simmons? Over Donovan Mitchell. I guess the oh, question should be, would you rather have Jalen Brown, that's Ben Simmons, question, or Donovan it? Mitchell? Yeah, Ivan. Well, Jalen Brown, I, I can ben guarantee Simmons, you Donovan who I'm Mitchell. cutting out of the three of those. <laughs> I, I know you know who I'm going to say get, gets lost on that. Yeah, I mean, and I I'll think you'd rather Brown have Jalen Brown. Mitchell. Don't, don't give me Ben Simmons. Yeah, I would definitely have rather have Jalen Brown. That For sure. You think the Kings still have a chance at KD? No. I don't think the Kings ever had a chance at KD. Here's a good question from Patrick. Would you guys say if we make the postseason, do you think Mike Brown wins coach of the year? I'll let you go first, Cal. Well, if the Kings make the playoffs, Mike Brown will definitely get votes for coach of the year. There is no chance that he wouldn't be at least considered but that's a really tough one because like you know say look at last year for example boston starts off gets off to this horrible horrible start and then they have one of the greatest second half runs of any team ever um, and they skyrocket up the standings you know there's always a chance that a team does something like that so you know you're looking at Memphis's coach Taylor Jenkins they're probably going to be another really really good team maybe they even make a run at the one seed next year that would definitely Mm -hmm. give him some consideration that's a really coach of the year is an impossible one to predict right because you just have no idea who's going to be the surprise who's going to be the dark horse which teams are going to be uh the underachieving teams so and then you know there's still you could get teams like Miami uh or even Golden State if they finish as the one seed in their respective conferences do their coaches deserve to win uh, coach of the year so that's a a really really tough one yeah I think that's a great point too right is it's like 
what happens, right? It's basically predicting who is going to be the surprise because that is generally who win, yeah. wins yeah. coach of the year, right? Like you mentioned the top teams, Golden State, you know, one of these teams. The only way I see Golden State winning or, or the coach of Golden State, Steve Kerr winning coach of the year, is if they break the wins record, right? Like those top teams have to do something absolutely incredible for their coach to get recognized versus you have other teams where, like you mentioned, the Memphis Grizzlies, they could be the number one seed and they're not predicted as one of the best teams in the league, even though they have a ton of talent. Does Mike Brown improve the win percentage of the Kings? I think so. If they make the playoffs, is he my pick? Yes. But I don't think he wins coach of the year unless the Kings are posting 50 plus wins or something like that. Well, you may, that's the other thing. Let's say the Kings do by some miracle win 50 games. What if New Orleans wins 53 games, 54 games, and they finish higher than the Kings in the in the standings? Is Willie yep. Green going to win Coach of the Year over Mike Brown? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, we don't get a vote on that yet. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon we will. Uh, Kenneth says, you have Keegan Murray starting with Barnes. They're both really small forwards. Aren't Kings better with Murray off the bench? Can Murray stick AD on the Lakers? Need a big forward in the starting lineup. Well, Kenneth, so who's, who's going to be your, your four then if you don't start either one of those guys at the four? Yeah, and that's a good point. That's and, my question. You know, Harrison Barnes started at the four quite a few times last year. Not saying that's the right move or not, but I think the Kings have decided they're playing smaller ball. They're going to be running up and down the court. They can't really afford to have... Yeah. a big slow guy at the four position. If the Kings end up trading for a guy like John Collins, I could see something like that working out, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Keegan Murray starting at the four at the start of the season. And if well, he puts the bonus at the four, Ke- what are you going to put Rashawn Murray has, at the five? Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that was going to be my second question, but Keegan Murray is, is bigger than, well, he might not be uh, bigger inside, like, actual size um, but he's taller than Harrison Barnes is he has the height to play the four position for sure Um, is he gonna stop Anthony Davis day one probably not but if Anthony Davis is healthy um, there are very few players in the league whether they're seven feet tall or not that are gonna stop him so that you know I don't think that should be your your decision on not to start him oh he can't guard Anthony Davis um, and then my other question is, yeah, I just don't see how you can start Sabonis and one of these other centers together. It completely takes away everything that the Kings worked on in, aqu- in the types of players they acquired this offseason with the style you would expect them to want to play, a run-and-gun, space-the-floor-with-shooters team. You're, you're going to be taking away one of your best outside shooters to replace them with a person that really can't be relied on to score at all. Yeah. Trade Fox Ox. I don't even know how to pronounce your fade your name. Are you were you trade Fox for Ben Simmons and you trade change your name a bunch of times? I don't know. But you said, does anyone or did anyone hear the Mark J. Spears prediction on ESPN on the Sacramento Kings? Well, you guys are in luck. I've been working trying to figure out this new setup. Unfortunately, I don't have it quite done for Royal Rebounds, but I have it done for Basketball at the Bar. So I'm going to show you guys 
a preview of Basketball at the Bar, and, and we can actually play this uh, Mark J. Spears video on the Sacramento Kings. So let's uh, let me just make a few adjustments here, get Calvin in, and let's go ahead. Oh, one more thing I got to change. And we can go ahead and listen to the video now. We're also going to be watching post-game press conferences and all that wonderful stuff, too. So take a listen. Playoffs? Yeah, I don't think anybody can hear it, Barry. I I can't hear it, so. Oh, you guys can't hear it? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me check one more thing here just to make sure. We're still working on things, guys, over here. Still working on things. All right. Anyways, he said the Kings are making taking the hardware home. I will keep working on that, and we'll have it fixed for you guys next time. I apologize. All right, any other questions we want to talk about here, Calvin? When will McNair um, I mean, get well, his there, extension? There's definitely still some questions in there. Good. That's a good question. I, I don't have the answer for that one. He deserves it, I would say, though. Yeah, I think he definitely deserves it. We'll see what happens. I've always been in the camp where like your GM and your coach need to line up their contracts. So I agree with you. Should he get a four-year deal to align with Coach Brown? Yes, because that's his guy. That's who he's who he's riding with. And you know, let's say four years down the line, Mike Brown's not that guy. I want to, you know, if Monty's staying with the team and done a great job, then you give him another chance and he can bring in another guy, or you start clean and you bring in a new GM and a new coach. So that the next GM doesn't do the same thing that Monty had to do, and that's keep on a guy like Luke Walton for two years, saying he's our guy, and then firing him. What did he get fired? Like thirteen games into the season or something, Cal? Something crazy. Uh, I th- yeah, something like that. I think the Kings were like six and thirteen when he got fired. Maybe. Pretty crazy. You see another any other questions there in the chat you want to answer? Uh, you have any comments on Sac Republic FC? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, Sorry, guys. Barry and I just don't. We don't follow soccer. I mean, I, to me, the the thing about it, it was it was a great run that they had, and it was very exciting, and everybody was was over the moon. You know, happy to root for a winner, right? That to me is is just the underlining point here is Sacramento sports fans are so desperate for a good team that they can really <laughs> be all in on it and just be so excited about. Um, it doesn't matter what sport it is. They, they, they just want to root for a winning team. So if the Kings can get to the playoffs, that level of excitement will get taken to a whole nother level. <laughs> 
Yeah, Brian, and it's it's nothing against soccer. You know, I, I played soccer for a really long time. Calvin and I, when we were in college uh, at Sonoma State, we actually both worked at an indoor soccer center in Santa Rosa where we played on a bunch of different teams. So we enjoy soccer, but for me, it's kind of a sport similar to baseball where it's like it's only fun if I'm really there at the game enjoying it. And you guys know I'm pretty far away, so I don't get to make many trips to Sacramento, but when I do – I'm going to a Kings game. If I have a chance to maybe go to Rivercats and then Kings or, you know, maybe go see the soccer team and then go see the basketball team, I'd be open to something like that. But my main focus is basketball, specifically Kings basketball. I saw a comment in here. I think it's by Key Kings. Will Rico Hines leaving have an impact on the squad As you guys may have known, Rico Hines is leaving the Kings for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, This was announced just under about a month ago. Any thoughts here, Cal? I mean, it it definitely has some sort of impact, right? Like, the the players always spoke really highly of him, not just in Sacramento, but around the league. He's a very well-respected person in the NBA circle um, clearly has a you know a ton of experience and and a good basketball mind, um, but I think the better question is: Do the people that replace him have a larger impact? Right? Because if they do, then Rico Hines leaving ultimately doesn't have much of an impact on the team. the The, the question is going to be, uh, you know, the guys that come in behind him are they able to make a bigger difference than he did while he was there? Yep. Yeah, and we will we will see. I know I'm I'm a big Rico Hines fan. I I know a lot of Kings fans love Rico Hines, and and you know, he's one of the best, right? He's he's known as one of the best developmental coaches, or or assistant coaches in the NBA. What has that done for Sacramento, right? Not much. So uh, I root for him. Yeah. I'd be happy to bring him back here to the Kings. But like you said, right? It's what's going to come in to replace him. Who's going to come in and fill that position? And you know losses don't always fall on the coaching staff they don't all fall on the players they don't all fall on ownership or management it's a collective together so what group of players coaches uh ownership can we get together to help solve the problem that is the sacramento kings we'll have to figure that out one of these days we will all right any other questions here We've, uh, let's see, we've been live for over an hour already, Calvin. Hour 16. How long has SAP Republic been a thing? Just heard about this squad this year. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not a good person to ask that question to. Yeah, you, I haven't lived yeah, me too. in yeah. Sacramento <laughs> Your for... Your guess is as good as me, mine. I think I moved out of Sacramento in 2005. So it's been 17 years, which is pretty crazy to think about i lived in sacramento as long as i've been out of sacramento at this point calvin which is absolutely wild we got doug christie for defensive schematics yes we do why did divincenzo not get minutes that's an interesting question because i think he did get minutes maybe you're referring to why he was not maybe a starter any thoughts there cal um, yeah, I mean, I I would have said the same thing that you did. I, he did get minutes. Um, the question I think most people had is why wasn't when 
we knew that the Kings were out of playoff contention, uh, why weren't they playing him maybe as a starter or playing him bigger minutes than, than what he was getting? He definitely got some run with the team. Uh, and the, the answer to why he didn't start, I don't think any of us are ever going to gonna know the answer to that question unless we had Alvin Gentry on this show and ask him directly. And, and even then, we probably wouldn't get the true, honest answer, right? So <laughs> it, it's probably a combination of a lot of different things. Uh, and, it, you know, it, obviously it, it doesn't really mean much because the Kings let him walk in the end. So, Yeah, yeah, wild. Wild. I, I did not see that coming. That's for sure. I thought he'd be on the team for sure this year. I thought he was going to be the starting two guard this year. But that's okay. Uh, I'm still happy with, with what we got. I am good. Ivan says, maybe the Kings were tanking, thinking DiVincenzo playing starter minutes might have netted them a couple more wins. I don't know if that's the case or not, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Sass says, bring yeah. back the all-gold jerseys. And that reminds me, I don't know if it was you, Sass, or somebody else. I think I saw a question here. Oh, it was actually from Patrick. The Kings should bring back the t- uh, 2002 jerseys. How do you all feel about that? I agree. And I think that we are going to be seeing some new jerseys this year, right? Like the alternate changes this year, right, Calvin? It's like one more design. Feels like there's a new design every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there is. I mean, there's the City Edition. There's all this stuff. They always have to come out with new stuff. But I, I am seeing a lot of uh, teams, a lot of franchises are announcing that they're going back to their, their old school jerseys for this year. The Utah Jazz are bringing back the purple logos with, or jerseys with the mountains on them. San Antonio is going back to the, the Iceman, the George Gervin days uh, with their retro jerseys. So do I want the Kings to, to bring back those O2 jerseys or the the early 2000s jerseys absolutely i do i think they're they by far the franchise's best uniforms um i like the gold jerseys i was never like a huge huge fan of them um but i w- i certainly wouldn't mind to see them you, you know i like that much better than just sack on the front as you know barry yeah we all know you're a big big fan of the sack <laughs> go sacks go sacks we're all rooting for the sacks here. Man, I'm just trying to get this safari sound working, but I can't figure it out. So that's something I'm going to have to work on later. But I'm definitely going to get it set up uh, so that we can play post-game press conferences and all that fun stuff this year. We can all watch it together. So make sure you guys join us for every <laughs> Way too maloofish. I like that, Ivan. What is? The gold jerseys? He said the gold jerseys were way too maloofish. I think that's funny. Yeah, they were killing it there. Are you guys excited for 50 Cent? I want to hear if anybody's excited for 50 Cent. Do we have any 50 Cent fans out there? I mean, how often is it that the Sacramento Kings have a partnership with, like, a famous rapper, right? Maybe we'll see him, Calvin, when we go. (laughs) Halftime show or something? Calvin hates Oh, whoa, Sass. Man, that's a little too far. That's a little too far. (laughs) Calvin spent a lot of time in Sacktown. I did. I did. What's 50 Cent? 50 Cent is a rapper. I don't know if you missed earlier <laughs> on in the show, but he signed a partnership think, deal yeah. with the Kings. He came in late. So uh, he's going to be doing some promoting. Uh, they said he's going to be curating events for the Kings throughout the season. 
I don't know if that means 50 Cent will be at the events or not, but maybe, maybe just his music. Where <laughs> My does 50 guess is Cent he will live? be at less than, than he's there for. Oh, Where he, does he live? I mean, he's from New York City. I, I don't know. It says he lives in New York <clears throat> and doesn't have a current, I don't know. I'll have to text for back and see what days he'll be there. I'm from Davis, man. I, I went to the same school as Barry since fifth grade. I, I moved from Chicago to Davis, so I started there and then went to California. But, I, you know, I've lived in five states. I could probably say that I'm from three or four places, uh, but I, I grew up in the Sacramento area. He's from his mom. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> you know when the schedule comes out, Cal? I don't actually know when when the schedule comes out. But I'm I'm and sure we can find Devils. out really easily. Blue Devils. I'm gonna look it up here. Any other thoughts or words you want to uh kind of throw out here for, for the Kings and in, in our excitement for the season? You're talking to me or the, the chat? Oh, I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're well, my look, guy, Blue. I, I think everybody's got to be everybody's got to be excited uh, about this season, right? Like, um, first of all, I think that's as Kings fans, everybody that's the best time of the year, right? Is the start of the year. Cause you're, you're always thinking, um, is this team finally going to put together a run here and make a, a chase at a playoff spot? Um, but look, they, their roster, as you mentioned earlier, might be the most talented it's been in close to a decade. Uh, so there's lots of reasons to be excited for, for this team. Um, but again, they actually have to go out and do it. So I'll be more excited if they come out, you know, if we're in November and early December and they're still looking like a good team and, and winning games. Yeah. 50 cent versus E40. Calvin, and I went to an E40 concert. What was that? April, uh, 2019. E40 and yes, Snoop it was Dogg? April 19th, 2019. Oh, yeah, April 19th. 50 moved to Texas. All right, we're getting a bunch of fun comments here in the chat talking about 40 wins is definitely progress. It's more wins than they've won in a, a long time. <laughs> Patrick, we're going to try and make it to opening night in Sacramento. Uh, we're going to try our best to be there. And I'll be back around Thanksgiving, potentially uh, towards the end of the year. And then depending on <laughs> what go, the Adam. Kings end up doing here, we'll definitely be back. We'll definitely be back. If the Kings make the playoffs, Calvin, we're going to all the games, right? Oh, of course. Of course we're going to be there. But, yes, we really are going to try to make opening night, whenever, whatever date that is, we'll find out eventually. But uh, opening night in Sacramento, Barry and I are going to do our best to be there. I bet you guys didn't know that Calvin was a rapper either, right? Calvin, when are you partnering with the team? <laughs> uh, I got to probably release a couple singles and <laughs> and some albums first before that happens, but it's it's always been a hobby of mine, yes. You wrote the song for our other channel, so that's pretty cool. And, hey, we're up over 40 likes, so that's I awesome. Did. What are you doing when we hit 50 likes? Are you taking a shot or... or? I, I don't have anything to take a shot of here, so I'll be prepared <laughs> next time for you guys. 
Although it, it's going to look really bad now that we've, so that you guys don't know this, but Barry and I are not uh, in the studio anymore. We moved our separate equipment into our rooms. So that means I'm just going to be taking shots by myself in my room, which is not very exciting, but. I mean, I'm in the studio at Golden One, Calvin. Can't you see the arena behind me? I mean, I'm I'm very close, very close. You're right. I'm gonna spend Sorry. a lot of money on my room. plane Barry's tickets at this the studio. <laughs> Forty wins uh, or die trying. I love it. I love it. Your thoughts on Matthew Dellavedova, veteran signing after playing a year in Australia? He's back in the NBA and he's here in Sacramento. Calvin, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, uh, you know, I'll keep it short since a lot of you guys have already heard us touch on this, but he, it's pretty obvious why you sign a guy like that, right? He's not expected to come in and play big minutes for this team. He's not expected to produce huge numbers, um, but he's got a lot of veteran experience, playoff experience, uh, and he's a, a tenacious defender, a, a guy that gets after it. So those are the types of qualities, uh, personality traits that you want to see rub off on people like Davion and Darren <laughs> Fox. So he's there to kind of help mentor those guys, bring them along. And, uh, yeah, yeah. he's a rascal. That's the perfect, that's so, a perfect, yeah. <laughs> perfect statement for him, right? Yeah. <laughs> it he's is a rascal. It is. He's a rascal. So I, I think that there's a lot of ways that Matthew is going to help this team um but most of them are probably going to be off the court in practice behind the scenes sort of thing yes yes in speaking of practice seeing him and davion mitchell go at each other at practice has got to be <laughs> pretty entertaining and also for all these other yeah. guys that are trying to make and the that's going to help Darren fox too or, right exactly or or just getting into the league or even guys like both those guys fox too that that are already on the team have already made it seeing those guys go after each other and other players in practice it's contagious it rubs off on guys and uh you know competition is is what this team needs right whether it's competition between themselves whether it's competition with other teams they need competitiveness he checks all those boxes for me so i'm very very happy to have del vadova here on the team have you guys seen any of Davion's docu-series? I think I saw the very first uh, part of it, but I, have you seen, Calvin? I haven't seen the rest. I need to I need to check in on that. Sorry, wh- which documentary are we talking about? He had a, he oh, had Davion's? a docu-series. Yeah. No, I, I have not seen that. Trust Your Work is what it's called. I saw the first yeah. part of it, but I haven't seen it came out yeah like a couple months ago. I haven't seen it. I know uh episodes. shout out to our boy Sacktown Pete. I know he's been promoting that a lot. Um I w- we should definitely check it out. Yeah, shout out to Pete. Also, want to throw it out there. I saw someone talking about rapper names and how these guys come up with all these rapper names. Calvin, I don't know if you remember it, Holmes. Uh there was a rapper. I think he was in what class was he in? My Spanish class? I don't know if you knew him, but he he went by the name Dollar Bill. Did you know him? I did know him. 50 Cent was his favorite rapper. He said he was twice as good. Is this true? <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> but it's a good name. 
All right. We'll take a couple more questions here before we go ahead and wrap it up. Unless anybody wants to call in, I'm going to throw this number up one more time. We'll take one more caller if anybody wants to call in. And to everyone else that's watching right now, if you don't feel like calling in right now, you better save this number in your phone because we are going to be answering (laughs) calls throughout the entire season. You can call me anytime. It's basically on my computer. So go ahead and give me a call and you can join us on the show. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. We are really, really excited for the upcoming season. Uh, Once again, you know, I want to apologize to everybody that's been missing us the past month or so or two months on this channel. We've been busy. We've been working on on basketball at the bar. We've been working on some personal things, uh, stuff like that. But we've been building in behind in the in the shadows we've been building so we have a new platform in terms of like layout we have a bunch of cool new features hopefully i'll get safari working here pretty soon uh so we'll be able to play press conferences and all that stuff so it's going to be an awesome season of king's basketball and hey we're playing 2k2 right calvin we have the new 2k23 comes out next month i got it pre-ordered we're going to be playing it here on the channel doing king's rebuilds hopefully we don't have to uh but uh we're gonna be having a ton of fun so make sure you guys join us in for this and i'm gonna try and get tyrese halliburton on here playing some 2k with us so we will see if that happens and no we're not going to be streaming on twitch we're going to be streaming right here on youtube so you can you can join us here as well ivan says curry fears della vadova you agree Uh, no, I don't agree, but Delavidova's had some success against him in the past. If I'm Steph Curry, I don't fear anyone, but that's, and I'm sure that's the mentality that he has as well. What about God? Not even God? Uh, no comment on that one. <laughs> I have a, I heard a quote from him saying right, he's a God. I'm not going to let you drag me down there. <laughs> All right. Last question here. Is Monty done making moves? Well, I I think he he wants to continue making moves. Probably, I, I mean, there's I'm sure there are a couple other players that he still has his eye on out there. Um, but I it's not all up to him, right? I mean, I, we've talked about this before. It, just because you think you have a good deal in place for uh, another player or some assets or picks or whatever um it doesn't mean that the opposing franchise is going to see it the same way so and you know we were talking a lot about the kings being a third team in one of these big time deals perhaps like a kevin durant trade or a donovan mitchell trade maybe so again they're ultimately relying on multiple other organizations to get something like that done so i think he still wants to make some moves, but I don't know how realistic it is in the grand scheme of things that he will before the start of the season. Yeah, and I I thought the last thing you said there is the most important part before the start of the season because we know Monty is definitely going to be making more moves, right? Whether it's the trade deadline, whether it's next offseason, like he makes moves. That's what he does. But in terms of whether he's going to do anything in the next like two months before the season starts – I'm really not so sure. I look at this roster and I say, why? What? Why does he need to make a move? He's brought in defense. He's brought in shooting. He's brought in a couple bigs. The roster's filled in. Yes, he has three more open spots for training camp, but I don't see him making a move 
unless it's a big move, right? Like you don't need to bring in another shooting guard that's maybe a starter, maybe coming off the bench. You know, you already have your starting point guard in De'Aaron Fox. I think you have your starting center in Sabonis. So unless you're making a big move to bring in a John Collins, a a Kevin Durant, like probably not going to happen. But I'm just saying, unless you're making a big move to upgrade at a position, I don't see any reason for Monty to make a move uh, or, or any big move before the season starts. I just don't. Kenneth says still needs yeah, to get yeah, another doesn't. playmaker. Yeah, I mean, you have a few playmakers on the team. Sabonis can make plays. Fox can make plays. We've seen some of these other guys as well. So I don't know if that's an immediate need at the moment, um, but you don't need to trade to bring in a playmaker either. There's plenty of guys you can sign and bring in somebody. All right, guys, yeah. we want to yeah. thank you all for joining us. For another episode here of the World Rebounds podcast with Calvin and Barry, we greatly appreciate all your support. Please make sure you hit that like button down below. Please subscribe to the channel if you are a Kings fan or if you're not a Kings fan and you just like listening to us ramble, make sure you hit that subscribe button and please hit that notification bell so you'll be notified when we put out a new video. We're going to be posting a lot more frequently here. Uh, I'm trying to put out a video every day or every other day, either on this channel or on our other channel, Basketball at the Bar. If you're not a subscriber on that, just scroll down below on this channel to look at other channels. Basketball at the Bar is our all-NBA channel. Please go ahead and subscribe to that. I also want to remind you all, we are giving away a $250 Fanatics gift card on that channel. You watch that video, follow three simple steps it's quite easy and you are entered in to win that gift card so thank you guys so much for watching calvin any uh last thoughts before we let everybody go great to be back thank you guys all for watching um like barry said we are definitely going to be more on track here with getting more content out more videos more opportunities for you guys to join us things like calling in uh it's a whole new season for sacramento and it's a whole new season for royal rebounds so we are are equally excited about both and uh go kings yep thank you guys so much for watching have a wonderful evening we'll see you all soon and in the meantime go kings Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.